Andrew Pitkin here on KNEM KNMO now speaking with the uh, Nevada Fire Chief. That's Troy Denny. And Troy, it's been a while. I think it was my first week actually here that I met you. And so good to have you back in. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, I think I just, I was getting ready to take over whenever I come in and the last time I talked. So yeah, it's, it's been, that's been almost eight months. Yeah, been a little while, and we've been in that pandemic pretty much the whole time, but we won't talk too much about that. We'll just move on to uh, an item just from uh, last Tuesday, actually. Um, A a building collapsed. It was at the southeast uh, part of the town square. And uh, what more information? I I know it's been brought down by a crane and everything, but what happened, you know, post 10 o'clock that night? So, um, yeah, like I said, it was about about a little after five is when we got the call to go up on there and we you know we kind of we assessed the situation uh that northeast the northeast corner of the building w- was sticking out a substantial amount probably you know if he was to level it out was probably anywhere from 18 inches to probably two feet that it was actually hanging out over the sidewalk and possibility collapse um the city and the county kind of talked the sit mark talked to uh, joe harden the commission he was up there you know trying to offer any assistance that the county could could do for the for the city to to make this to make that safe um and then long story short it ended up they got a hold of a guy that has a crane that's done some work for the for the city uh setting some like sewer boxes and stuff like that he come up assessed it figured out what he needed went back got a crane uh, about eight thirty, they got there and started getting set up um uh, and probably right about ten o'clock is when they started, and he said he was going to chip away at it because he didn't want to hit it too hard, hit it in the wrong way where it was going to come back and collapse into the road or cause cause more damage than that. So um, I think they they started about ten, and uh, we had a couple of calls in between there, and I had to leave, and I was on my way back from one one of the calls. I got a call saying that they were breaking equipment down, and I think they were gone by about four o'clock that next morning um and all they did was they just secured it enough where anything nothing should fall nothing more should fall and put any anybody or any buildings any other of the businesses up there on the square at risk absolutely and then uh on this collapsed building as well like you said it's it's been uh secured as it can be to this point and so what are the next steps that the city might take so one of the steps the city has taken is an emergency abatement was ordered and it was then that was delivered to the building owner um i've not seen it and i'm not with everything that's kind of went on with the fire department i've not had a chance to sit down and talk to mark um, as far as how long they have to um, remove what's left of the building to to for cleanup you know because one of the things that that's happened over the is a lot of the substandard housing you know the you know the derelict vehicles within the city trying to get stuff cleaned up and trying to get it done in order where it's not it's not being set on and it's not it don't end up being a, a bigger or greater problem for the city and the community. There was also a structure fire as well that just happened recently. And so uh, not something where it necessarily took out the entire building, but I guess what, what all happened there in terms of damages. Um, so we had, well, actually we've, we've had two, uh, we had one Tuesday night, same night as about 1130. We had a, we had a house fire. It displaced the family, you know, um, got a hold of Red Cross, got them into you know, and into a, I think they got him into a hotel, and Red Cross helped him out with some funding, so maybe they can they can find a, a, a new residence. And then we got called out for another a house fire. It was a 
was said to be abandoned and the how it was it wasn't really abandoned and they were uh remodeling on it and i think so right now we're we're kind of leaving it as a unintentional maybe some electrical electrical issue but we're still leaving it under investigation um so it it, it damaged the back of the house and you know the the owner's not the owner, but the person that was leased and said, you know, there's probably not much to be able to do. And it'll probably be one of the houses that'll have to be, it'll probably be better for it to be tore down than it is to actually go in and finish doing the remodel because of the extent of the, 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 the fire, what the fire did to the house. How many injuries, if any, were associated with any of these three? We had, we had no injuries on any, on any of them. You know, there was no, nobody, nobody got hurt. You know, nobody was maliciously hurt you know there was we were we were very fortunate you know that it happened at five o'clock and nobody was walking down on the building that nobody was walking down the down the sidewalk at that time because it probably would have they probably got some debris and and probably sucked in a lot of dust because i've seen pictures that people have posted i didn't get to see actually what it looked like right after it happened but there was a big dust cloud you know and with those old buildings like that you know there's there's all kinds of dust and you know just all kinds of dirty nasty that can be in there speaking of the troy denny he's the nevada fire chief and uh troy you've you've been very busy we were talking before we got on the air just about how you're you're getting dangerously close to a thousand calls uh this year and that's well above your usual average so do you have any idea why that might be so when we've we've always we've we've we started working more hand in hand with the ambulance as far as calls that certain calls that happen in town, um, you know, cardiacs, traumas, stuff of that nature. So when they get called for that, they like having an extra set of hands to kind of help package the patients and, you know, getting getting them ready for transport. So we've been with running with the ambulance. Our call volume has has increased, and you know, you said not about. They want to say about the pandemic, but we've seen we've seen a lot of that where, you know, the 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 COVID positive cases that were running, um, the number wise has went up and that's one of the you know, one of the things that's kind of created the the higher call volume as far as what we're seeing. During a normal year, how many calls would you usually have? Because you said you're about nine ninety right now. Yeah, we're setting we're setting right at uh, as before i got here we run 900 the 990th call um normally for a year we run uh anywhere from 750 to 800 calls in a year um but so we're we're probably going to be between that 1000 and 1100 you know some some kind of number because we're we still got what two weeks left and the other day the guys run they run 12 calls in one shift and you know they were and that was the day that we had the building collapse and it was it was just call after call after call you know it was a busy night and we're seeing we're seeing that and you've mentioned to me troy that sometimes those those calls will include when you visit schools and talk to them about fire safety and all those kinds of things and so in a COVID 19 year how have you been able to still do that so our fire prevention officer Kevin Scott, he um, he had seen where some of the some of the other departments were doing uh, videos. Belton, Missouri, Joplin, Springfield. Springfield had a really good one, but their advantage was is they have an actual media department that kind of helps out. So they had the green screens and all that. Um, so Kevin and a couple of the sh- one of the other guys on one of the the A shift, Chris Robinson. Kevin did a deal on smoke detector, stop, drop, and roll 
um, they he recorded it on his iPhone, and then you know did some editing, used some editing software. You know, they can get on an app, put it to a flash drive. We give the flash drive to the to the school, and then the school was able to put that over there. What what they're dealing with now with their their media and their their classrooms as far as their uh, their online their online learning, they were able to put it out to the classes and the and the kids were actually able to still see see or hear from the fire department. They weren't able to see us, um, but they were able to hear and they, we got the message out. I had a couple of teachers from the elementary schools that said, "Oh, it was that was great. They they really liked it. You know, they were very appreciative of you know the we were we were able to do it and still get the get the October message out to the kids for fire prevention week of you know stop drop and roll. And the big thing this year was was cooking safety. You know, which you know with on that you know we are coming to the holidays and. The kids, if they remember what they what they heard, you know, keep that three feet keep keep three feet away from the from the stove. Keep you know, um, keep pots turn keep pot pot handles turned in. You know, just just that basic the basic kitchen stuff that they learn that they can if they remember they can do it. Speaking of the holidays, to Christmas trees and and keeping those up, what would what would you like to say about that? So we are we are here at the end of the. For Christmas and trees, I know there's a lot of people that they've kind of shied away from the artificial, um, and they've got the real trees. The big thing with the real trees is to make sure that they they get out and they and they water them. You know, try to try to keep watering them. It, check it every day and make sure that they so that they stay they stay they stay green and they don't get they don't dry out because with that even with the artificial trees you got to you want to watch the wiring. You know to make sure that there's no frayed and if you've got a, a frayed wire on a in a real tree if it ends up sparking it could end up sparking the catching those evergreens i'm sure everybody's seen what a what a pine tree or a cedar tree will do when it catches on fire it, it goes up really really quick well yeah of course a good thing to remember and troy just uh, as we wrap up the interview is there anything else that you'd like to add no i just want to thank you know Thank everybody for you know the, for the the past eight months the the help that I've had you know the with with the you know I started in March and then April the pandemic the the COVID really kind of kicked off and I've, it's been a learning learning experience I've learned a lot about I've, I've learned a lot about this, the state government and how um, paperwork has to be filed and you know just certain things and different classes that they've taken. But it's, it's just been a learning and, and a challenging. And someone said, "Well, you when you when you take that job, you take you take the chaos and you take the challenges." And <laughs> I've taken I've taken on there's been quite a few, and I've I've I think I've dealt well with with doing it. Well, Troy, you've always been available. I will say I've seen you at so many city council meetings, pretty much every single one you can make, and and I see you around town. And so I'd say you're doing a, a fine job. Thanks very much. Thank you, Andrew. All right, that's Troy Denny. He's the Nevada Fire Chief right here on your KNEM KNMO Update program. I'm Andrew Pitkin. Thanks for listening.